welcome to North Star Church. At North Star, our desire is to lead people to follow Jesus Christ and not simply go to church, but to be the church. The following message is by Jeff Noble, lead pastor and teacher at our Blacksburg, Virginia campus. You can find more information about North Star, including recent podcasts, news, upcoming events, and so much more at northstarfamily.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's message. What a great day it is to be together. Uh, this is our last Sunday of two service Sundays in 2018. Uh, next Sunday is our Missions Sunday. We'll have one service at 10 a.m., from here on out through November, and then beginning in December, we move to December nights. We'll be meeting in here this year at 5 p.m., one service every December night. And so we want to invite you back, and uh, it's going to be exciting cramming a lot of people into the middle school for the rest of November. Because as you can look around here and see, there's not a lot of chairs uh, for an 11 o'clock service uh, next week. Uh, and so we're going to be opening up these walls if we need to and putting more chairs out there in the hallway. So make sure you come a little bit early, uh, get a prime seat, um, and we'll move forward with one service for the rest of November. Uh, today is our Measurably More celebration. I know we've got a lot of guests from out of town here for the Hokie game. Uh, and let's go ahead and just let's get it out of our system. Just like, ah, uh, can we all just groan a little bit? Ah. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I got, saw someone tweeted yesterday about the Razorbacks and uh, said the Razorbacks were leading 13-10 at halftime against BYE. Some of you will get that in just a moment. They had a bye week. <laughs> and so they were struggling at halftime on their bye week. Uh, so the Razorbacks are in the same place as the Hokies are this season, unfortunately. Uh, but today, if uh, you've been visiting with us from out of town, uh, this is a special Sunday for us. Three years ago in October. Uh, we launched what we call our Measurably More campaign. We've been meeting for worship here at North Star Church for 15 years in the middle school. Uh, it has been a long time. And this morning we want to provide you with kind of an update and also a time to celebrate what God has been doing in the life of our church for 15 years, but especially over the past three years and what God has done to provide for this building campaign that we're in and what the next year and a half will look like for us because it will be a very challenging experience for us. Now, I texted our leadership board and I texted our staff earlier this morning, and I don't know what it is, but today as I stand to kind of share with you some information but also move into Ephesians chapter 3 and highlight verses 17 through 19 there, um, I just texted them and said, I feel really, really inadequate this morning. Um, it's one of those awkward moments in the life of a church that uh, I'm called upon today to celebrate what God has done, and he has done a lot for this church, and also to say we are halfway in a building campaign. And for those of you who aren't attached to North Star, like you're just here visiting, you may be thinking, well, this is the worst possible time for me to visit, and that's honestly my biggest fear is that in this moment, you will think that we are like what people's impressions of Christians or our churches are, and like we're always asking for money. And in reality, there is a practical side to church ministry and to church work, is that you can't build a building without money. 
And uh, so I stand here before you this morning realizing the great weight that's upon me to try to doctor this up and spiritualize the practical needs that North Star has. And then I get to back up a little bit and look at what God has done through you as the body of Christ over the past three years, and it is astounding. And when we launched our Measurably More campaign in October of 2015, we hired a fundraising team to come in and help us as a church. And as you'll hear in just a few moments, one of the things that we did about three or four months later was we fired that fundraising team because we did not feel like they got it because we wanted to center the heart of North Star into our contentment with our relationship with Jesus. We did not want our building campaign to be about money, which sounds just completely opposite of what needs to happen. We truly believe this, that if we can encourage one another to fall deeply in love with Jesus Christ, obedience and generosity and joy flows from a love relationship with Jesus. And so there is no need for manipulation and there's no need for urging and there's no need for cajoling the body of Christ to give money. Thank you. (laughs) Money flows from love. It does not flow from manipulation. A heart of generosity is centered in our contentment in Jesus. And so in 2015, when we were communicating this, and if you want to go back and listen to these messages, I am not pulling your leg. Is every single immeasurably more campaign message that we preached in October and November three years ago was about finding our contentment in a relationship with Jesus. See, here's what happens is that when you are totally confident that Jesus is enough for you, you don't have to grasp things and relationships and your money. Is everything you begin to see, everything in your life is an opportunity to be a good steward. And because God has given to us primarily in the life of his son, John 3.16 says, God so loved us that he gave his one and only son. Is that we discovered that when we fall deeper in love with Jesus, when we surrender to his lordship in our life, when we cultivate an affection for Jesus in our life, that our things and our resources and our relationships and our time, they just bubble up as a generous offering back to him in daily praise and thanksgiving. And so that's what our hope and our prayer is this morning is to again anchor us in the love of Jesus Christ for us. I think one of the challenges for us as we move forward is that Our building that we have drawn on paper costs, in reality, $6 million. And what we want to share with you in the next few moments is how God is getting us there as a people. How God is 
helping us get there. We're a pretty unique church. If you're under the age of 30, will you raise your hand, please? Will you look around? Yeah, we're a unique church. If any other church in whateverville, America, had 500 people in attendance on any given Sunday, any other church in whateverville, America, would have a different financial base to draw from. We have a unique challenge as the people of God because we are thrilled to minister to young adults. It is our calling to minister to young adults, to equip the next generation to be the church. And we are thankful that God has placed North Star in Blacksburg, Virginia, where there are not just one college, but in a 15-mile radius, there are three colleges. There's a medical school. There's a vet school. And we are thankful that one of the fastest-growing areas of our church is our families. Did you know that Julie Jewell, our children's ministry, facilitates on any given Sunday about 30 different volunteers, and she has about 80 different people who will volunteer over the course of a month to help with our children on Sundays. The gymnasium over here and the two rooms in the front when you walked in, they are full of babies and toddlers and kids grades one through five. It is amazing what God is doing in the life of North Star. I'm also thankful this morning as we celebrate what God has done with our Measurably More campaign that we've had incredibly capable leadership. Early on, Jim Rancourt agreed to be our team leader. And so Jim Rancourt has been stewarding us through this process. And I want to share with you some information, and then I'm going to invite Jim to kind of come up and just share his heart with you for just a few moments. But once upon a time, we had this campaign that we called creatively our next location fund. In Blacksburg, land is incredibly expensive, and you can see the graph up on the screen behind me. About 2011, we knew that we were going to need land, and we began looking, and what we discovered is that it's hard to find enough land in Blacksburg that's affordable. And so people began to give, and we called this fund our next location fund, and in 2000. 13 and 14, we found 10 acres of land about a mile down the road. It had a little greenhouse on it that we have dubbed the little greenhouse, and we have been able to house some of our staff in it for free if they are brave enough to fight the groundhogs that live underneath it and deal with the spiders that infest it. But all of that cost us $575,000. And that scared us to death when we got a note from National Bank of Blacksburg and purchased that. That was the largest faith step financially North Star had ever taken. We had $79,000 pledged at that time. $48,000 were given. But you know what God did? Was he stepped in and people who hadn't even made pledges gave $242,000. And so by the time we approached fall of 2015, we'd already seen $291,000 come in. 
And in October 2015, we invited an officer of National Bank of Blacksburg to this stage in a Sunday morning church service. You might remember that. And we burned that note as North Star paid off that land in a year. It was amazing for a church of our size and our caliber and our background to have taken such a step and God to provide it so generously. And then in that fall, we launched the Immeasurably More campaign. And you can see the next graph. I've already mentioned we released the fundraising company that we hired. They did a bunch of research behind the scenes on our financials and how many givers we had and how many giving units we had. And they said, now, Pastor, you're going to need to sit down with the top 10 givers of North Star, and you're going to have to encourage them to give more to this campaign. And then we want you from there to identify the next 40 givers. And we want you to host a big dinner, and we want you to invite everybody in and do a rah, rah, re type of thing, and then ask them for commitments. And the more we thought about that, the more we were just like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to preach, and we're going to teach that Jesus is king, and we're going to encourage people to find their contentment in him, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit prompt people to give. And so we released them, especially after they said, the best that you could hope to do according to your numbers, is raise a million dollars in three years. Well, that didn't sound really helpful to us. And so you can see the numbers there. We had $540,000 pledged, which at that point we should have said, we ain't going anywhere fast. This total project looks like it's going to be about $6 million. We had $540,000 pledged, but... The amazing thing is what was given is $739,000 of those who pledged. So people outgave what they pledged. And then in addition to that, people who didn't pledge gave $2.6 million for a total of $3.3 million that has been received over the past three years. So those who pledged gave 121% more, and then we actually saw God bring in over $3 million over the past three years. I'm going to pause for dramatic effect there. Yeah. So in summary, the next slide, it says, to date, the next location fund, the Immeasurably More campaigns, have raised over $3.5 million dollars. We've paid off the land. We've had expenses related to fundraising events and the architect. We have $2.7 million in the bank today. And so what's next? Our contractors, our architects are in the permitting phase. Who knew you had to have so many permits to dig on your own land? That's what's happening. And in November, we have been promised and we've been assured and our building team can testified at our last meeting with the contractor, I said, you told us we were going to have bulldozers on that land in October. I want bulldozers on that land in November. And they're like, okay, okay, we'll we'll get bulldozers out there. And so what the goal is, is they'll be doing site prep in the month of November, trying to hurry to start getting to the point that they can do bulldozers, permits, demo, demo the greenhouse, lay a foundation and begin construction over the next year. It says it's going to be about a 12 to 14 month process. So you can see the picture there behind me of what the building is supposed to look like. 
And Matt, I'm going to ask you if you'll toggle between, the, or whoever's on the computer, if you'll toggle between this screen and the next. So there's the previous, OK, not so fast, thank you. <laughs> OK, there's the uh, previous design. Now let's look at the new design. There you go. Do you see something different there? Previous? New? Previous? New? You see, there's two buildings now. So what we're doing is, in order to keep within our $6 million budget is we're going to go ahead and build out that office complex as a different building, but it will remain a skeleton until the later date we can raise the money for that. And so that is the goal. And so that office complex is going to be a different building, but one of the exciting things about that for us is our architects worked with us, is that it actually opens up all kinds of opportunity for outdoor ministry. And living in the New River Valley, you know how beautiful it is outdoors. And so that's going to allow us to have a courtyard and do a lot of special events and a lot of special ministry there. And so we actually have fallen in love with the idea of detaching our office complex from the building to help us move in for the $6 million price tag and at a later date come back and finish those offices. But you can see the floor plan schematics and just how that looks. So the prior is on the left and the latest is on the right. And so the offices have been detached and the kitchen was originally in the office building. And so in order for that to work, they've moved the kitchen to the bottom left-hand corner of the new design. And you can see all of this in the brochures that are out on the immeasurably more table. We want to encourage you to grab one of those as you leave today. But at this time, I want to invite Jim Rancourt to come up and share with us just a few moments just about what God has placed on his heart. And I appreciate so much his leadership of our immeasurably more team. Let's give Jim a hand. It's nice to see such a huge crowd here. Um, the North Star Ministry Center Immeasurably More Building Project is a large and expensive construction project, a building that can accommodate hundreds of people, and the site development of 10 acres of land is a big and a costly undertaking. I know many people don't enjoy the process. Just the phrase itself, construction project, can evoke a variety of negative feelings and descriptive phrases really fast. Phrases like deadlines, change orders, missed deadlines, disagreements, financial constraints, lots of unknowns, and more. The building project has continually challenged my personal faith forward in several ways. I summarize three of the areas of challenge with the words patience, peace, and provision. No response is needed, but I will say I am inherently an impatient person. To the challenge of patience, I'm encouraged by the continual progress I get to see by being so involved in the, in the project. To the challenge of remaining at peace Throughout the project, I've been encouraged by a calmness and harmony provided by the talented people that lead the five immeasurably more teams. I've been encouraged by the unity of the North Star membership and have been encouraged by the process that has made the building project orderly and smooth so far. Another layer of peace is provided by the involvement, the contributions, and the leadership provided by Jeff Noble and his frequent direct checks on my personal walk with Christ 
which I don't appreciate at the time, but I do afterwards. To the challenge of provision, I'm encouraged by the time, talent, financial resources, and prayers that the people of North Star have provided. It has been amazing to see the enormous contributions made in each of these areas by North Star Church. And I think this is the area in which I am continually challenged most. Am I being faithful and obedient with the use of my time, talents, financial resources, and prayers? Will God say to me at the end of the building project, well done, good and faithful servant? I suppose that's a question we can each ask ourselves. In closing, I just will say, what's in your wallet? Of time, talents, financial resources, and prayers. Thank you, Jim. I'm going to invite Neil Nelson to come up. He's going to facilitate us in our time of prayer. Um, this is first Sunday of November, and it's an opportunity for us. On your sheets, on your seats, you have prayer sheets, and uh, Neil's going to facilitate us in a time of group prayer. Grab your sheet. Uh, we, as a church, like Jeff said, try to pray together once a month, and this morning. Uh, this prayer sheet's about God's generosity, and part of we're not going to be able to pray through this in the time we have. We're only going to have a few minutes to pray together this morning, but what we want you to do is take this, put it in your Bible, put it in the place where you spend your daily time with God, and as a church, commit to praying through this this month. So next month, we'll give you another prayer guide, but use this one. This morning, as you pray together, and, and we just want you to pray there, you can pray with the person beside you. We don't have a lot of time to move around and make groups, but we just want to spend time praying. There's a couple of things I think just from what Jeff's already said is, one, just thanking God for his amazing, immeasurably more provision to us and to you through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then maybe for some of you this morning, Jeff's initial message helped with cause you to say, man, I really need contentment in Jesus. I really need full contentment in Jesus Christ. So that may be your prayer this morning. So where you are right now, let's just enter into a time of prayer, and then I'll pull us back up, and I'll pray for us. So, Father, we want to thank you that you are what your word declares you to be, an immeasurably more God who has lavished your grace on us in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for providing for us in every way. Help us as a church to um, be content in Jesus, to see what Jeff just reminded us, that everything we do, not just our giving, but our use of our time, our attitudes and actions towards other people, really flows from understanding your amazing love for us. And help us to be a praying, loving, giving church. In your name, amen. Thank you, Neil. I think I've got some volunteers who are going to come and pass out some cards to you at this time. And as they're coming, I want to make really clear this morning what $3.3 million represents. Um, in October 2015... We asked you as a church family to make pledges and to begin giving for the past three years. I don't know about you guys, but I am stunned 
at what God did through you. $3.3 million is amazing. And so you need to hear from us that as we looked through the pledges and sent you out pledging statements in the mail over the past few weeks, we were amazed at how many of you outgave your pledges. It was astonishing to see, and we don't know what the causes of that are, and we don't know what the motivations behind that, but so many of you in October of 2015 pledged a certain amount, and you began giving that regularly and faithfully, and as of November 1 of 2018, so many families and college students, grad students, so many of you gave more than what you pledged. And we are stunned by that. And others of you are kind of like me and Carolyn. We look at what we pledged and we're almost there and we've not been able to get to that pledge mark yet, but it's our intention as we make fresh commitment over the next 18 months that this next phase of our Measurably More campaign, our vision is God has brought us halfway in three years. And it is our earnest prayer that God will bring us the rest of the way in the next 18 months. That God will provide so that when we move into this building, we're moving into this building debt-free. And that is an astonishing prayer, and it's an astonishing expectation. But to relaunch the Immeasurably More campaign to get us into this building debt-free, we're calling it Immeasurably More Rooted. Immeasurably More Rooted and. I was so grateful for Aaron Peterson and Julie Jewell who helped us brand this next stage because they came to me and they said, if you looked at the verses right before Ephesians 20 and 21. And so when I began looking, this was, this was the text for our Measurably More campaign. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says, now to him who is able... To do, to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That was our text for the past three years. To Him who is able to do immeasurably more. That's where we drew that from. But in verses 17 through 19, Paul is in the middle of this incredible prayer and he says this to the Ephesians he says I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width height and depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And so it's our hope is that we're not asking you to take these cards and turn them in today. We're asking you to take these cards and pray over your generosity for the next month. And we'd like to ask you to bring them back the last Sunday of November. Take time to talk with your, your wife, your husband, Talk to your small group, talk to your friendship circles, talk to your parents, talk to whoever it may be. But we want to encourage you to take this and to spend some time 
before the Lord asking what you feel like he might lead you as a family or as an individual to give. And what we want to encourage you to do is what we encourage everybody to do in 2015 is to not look at what you take in each month on your paycheck, but to genuinely ask God to lay an amount on your heart. Because if you look at what you bring in, you're going to be tempted to say, well, this is what I tithe, and this is what I give, and here's my expenses for the month, and when I get back away from all that, there's just not a lot of margin to give to an immeasurably more rooted campaign. Well, what we would like to ask you to do is something that's a little bit counterintuitive, and that's just to ask God to lay an amount on your heart. And you guys know, as married couples, just how often when you pray and you come back together that you seem to arrive at the same amount, that God seems to have brought the two of you into unity and unison about that. And so we do. We, that's all we're asking you to do. Is we're not telling you to give a certain amount. We're just saying, hey, will you please pray? And will you please ask the Lord to lay an amount on you that you'd like to give? So this immeasurably more rooted campaign is going to take us through the next 18 months. You can see how the back of the card is structured to help you figure things out. And then when you bring that back, that gives us an idea of what will be pledged to us. So in Ephesians chapter 3, I'd like to read to you, if you would, give me that opportunity the entire chapter. Because these last four verses are couched into an entire context. So look at Ephesians chapter 3 with me just for a moment or two. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. And I love that expression, on behalf of you Gentiles. You see, Paul is a Jew... And Paul realizes that what he's doing is benefiting people who aren't his people. And one of my reflections on this immeasurably more rooted campaign is, I hope God leaves me in Blacksburg until I die. I love the New River Valley. I really do, but God can reassign me just like he could reassign any of you. And it may be that we're planting, figuratively, we're planting shade trees that we won't get to sit under, so to speak. And so I love how Paul expresses this, is that as a prisoner, it was told him that what he's doing is behalf on people who aren't his people. And even as we build a church, and even as we build a ministry center, we're doing something that's going to bless people beyond our own current experience. It's going to bless generations beyond our generation. And verse 2, it says, You've heard, haven't you, about the administration of God's grace that He gave to me for you. He says, The mystery was made known to me by revelation. And I just love this mystery by revelation. Paul didn't invent the gospel. Paul didn't invent the reality that we don't have to work our way into heaven. We don't have to earn the right to go to heaven. That's Jesus' death and His crucifixion, His resurrection... It's faith in Jesus alone that gives anyone eternal life. That was revealed to Paul. It was shown to Paul. It was Paul's biggest aha moment, wasn't it? Here he is a Jew. He's persecuting Christians. He's killing Christians as much as he can. 
But this revelation of the gospel, it changed him. It undergirded everything that he already knew. It was almost like the pieces all fell into place and everything added up for the very first time in his life. It's like in Luke 24, 27, after Jesus was resurrected, he appeared to two of his disciples who were walking down the Emmaus Road and in verse 24, chapter 24, 27 of Luke, it says, Beginning with Moses and the prophets, Jesus interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Jesus takes the Old Testament, and on this walk down the Emmaus Road, he tells these two disciples, here's all the places in the Old Testament where it predicted and it prophesied and it showed what just happened that the Messiah would come, that he would bear the sins of the world, that he would be killed and he would raise, be raised from the dead. So much so that in verse 32 of Luke 24, the two disciples said, weren't our hearts burning within us while he was explaining to us the scriptures? It was their aha moment. It's like, oh, I get it. This is what Paul means when he's talking about this mystery was made known to him by revelation. It says, by reading this, you were able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. This was not made known to people in other generations as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Just think about that. Paul lived in a day that he was getting to fully explain the purposes of God in Jesus Christ. Paul was playing the significant role of explaining what God had been doing since the creation of the world and saying God's plan is now fulfilled completely in Jesus. People can be made right with God through faith in Christ alone. 1 Peter 1, 10 through 12 says that the prophets in the Old Testament would prophesy about this grace that would come to us. And it says the prophets searched and they carefully investigated. They inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to the prophets that they were not serving themselves, but they were serving you. They were serving me. These things have now been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. This was not made known to people in other generations. It was made known in Paul's day as he unveiled and he revealed the truth that salvation is by grace through faith in Christ alone. Verse 6, it says, The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I was made a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace that was given to me by the working of His power. I love that expression. Grace is given to proclaim the incalculable riches of Christ in verse 8. And in verse 9 it says, He's intending to shed light for everyone to see fully the truth of the gospel. Then in verse 10, we have this beautiful expression. It says, this is so that God's multifaceted wisdom, and if you think about a diamond, think about all the facets on a diamond and how when the light hits a diamond, it just sparkles. 
says when we shed light, God's multifaceted wisdom is on display, and now it's made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. And then in verse 12, it says, In Jesus, we have boldness and confident access through faith in Christ. It just echoes what Romans 5, 1 through 2 says. It says, Since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus, and we have obtained access through Him by faith. And in Hebrews 4, 16, it tells us, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So verse 12 is just reminding us that it is in Jesus alone that we can have boldness and that we can stand before the Father's holiness in heaven because of what Christ has done for us. And then in verse 14 through verse 21, you have given these reasons. And so our last slide says, For this reason I pray, and then it sums it up into three things. And if you'll follow with me, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to, number one, be strengthened with power in your inner being through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, number two. And then number three, I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love. And then that prayer of being rooted and established in love has two results for it. The first is this to comprehend the extent of God's love. He says, I want you to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge. And then secondly, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. To comprehend the extent of God's love, how much He loves you, the extent to which He's gone, and to know. Christ's love that surpasses knowledge. So this is a lot to take in this morning. It's a lot to take in as we move from the practicals of what building a building requires to the spirituals of reminding ourselves of who we are as the people of Jesus. So let me be really clear as I close. We at North Star... Do not want your money. We just don't. I don't want your money. And if you think that's what we are about, then please do not come back. If you think that we're just about a building campaign and we're trying to get at your money so that we can build a nice building and say, look what we've done, then you don't get us. And there are other great churches in the New River Valley that would love to have you. But what we want, what we deeply want, is we want a lot of people to fall deeply in love with Jesus Christ. Because you know what happens when you have a lot of people who fall deeply in love with Jesus? You turn a city upside down. You turn a county upside down. 
you turn the world upside down. And yeah, you may build buildings, and you may do other fabulous things, because ministry will cost money, but those will be incidental compared to what God is doing in people's hearts and lives. Because if you and I will fall deeply in love with Jesus, Jesus is going to use us to help others fall deeply in love with him. And we'll build a building that won't be able to hold the people who want to come. And we'll be sending people to other churches and we'll be starting other churches. Because it is not about building something that will hold us all. That is not our vision because we are not content with the people that we have here. We love you guys. But it is our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And it means that there should be more people coming to know Jesus by faith through our witness and our influence every single day. And so immeasurably more rooted is an encouragement to you to be rooted and established in the love of Jesus Christ. And all the details of ministry and building and fundraising will work themselves out through your obedience that flows from your love relationship with Jesus. So let me pray, and as I pray, our worship team will come, and they're going to close us in worship today. Father, we adore you. And God, I am so humbled to be a part of this incredible church family that you have done so much through. God, we are truly astonished that you have provided us with more money than I ever dreamed or imagined you might. More money that we were told that we would be able to do after looking at logic and logistics and metrics. God, you consistently and abundantly provide for your people. And Lord, this morning, we want to be reminded the height, breadth, width, and depth of your love for us. Lord, we want to know this love of yours for us that even surpasses knowing. We want to be changed by your love for us. And God, we want to love you so much that the world is changed, beginning with our neighbors and our classmates and our cohorts and our kids. We exalt you. We worship you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand as we worship? We're so glad you found this message today. You can find more resources, including previous podcasts, at northstarfamily.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you next time at North Star Church.